Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Trek Talk, episode 10. Yay. It's been a long time, but we're finally back. John, how's it going with you? It's going great. It has been a long time. We've had a lot going on since the last... Yeah, I know. Podcast. It's not like we haven't seen or talked to each other. It's uh, it's just been crazy. Um, we, of course, went to the... Uh, Star Trek Las Vegas convention. Which was um, awesome. It was great. Um, how long ago was that now? Where, what, what's the date here? It took a long time to it's get to been, this episode. It's been, almost, it's been almost a month since it started. Which is hard to believe. Yeah. But already Actually, a month has yeah, passed since we got because back. Because it was uh, the first week of October. Or, um, yeah. First week of August and we're already in the first week of September. It's been crazy. Of course, I had a lot of stuff going on. You had a lot of stuff going on. Um, I think we tried to record this episode three or four times at least since we got back from the con. Yes. And uh, circumstances did not allow that. Um, but uh, we're still here, everybody. <laughs> um, oh, and, and, and we are... You are... I'm John Alley, one of the co-hosts of Trek Talk, and you are... I am Garen Gillum, your co-host. No, I'm looking at you on Skype, and you were, I thought you were prompting me to say something. Yeah, introduce yourself. Well, <laughs> it was so far into the thing, I know. I know, I know. And uh, we're waiting to hear we're, from... We're out of practice here. Yeah, we'll and we're our other co-host, Ashley, we're waiting to hear from, from her. She's uh, been bombarded with schoolwork, and so um, it's tough, yep. to, uh, tough to work all our schedules in. So she says she could do it tonight. Hopefully she will let us know when she's ready. Yep, of course she was with us at the convention. Um we had a great time there. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're, I think we're just, we kind of wanted to talk about our impressions of the convention. There's, there's just been so much. There's no, it's no use even having a script. I think we're just, we want to just kind of get caught up with each other, get caught up with our audience. Exactly. Talk about some impressions of the con. There's been so much news in Star Trek Discovery in the last month or, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I think we should just, we, I mean, you can just break right into it and just start yapping about it, anything we want to talk about. Well, let's, let's start with the con. What was, uh, what was one of the highlights of the con for you? And for, for, for those who don't know which con we're talking about, we're talking about the Star Trek Las Vegas convention that is put on by Creation Entertainment. It, uh, it's the biggest Star Trek con of the year, I believe. It is. Yep. It's the biggest one. Uh, yep. It's held every year in Las Vegas at the Rio uh, Hotel and Resort, which is, it's a hotel that's, it's off the strip, as, as they say, so it's not right on the strip. Right. Um, but that being said, it's still, it's, it's, I would say as far as a hotel goes, it's a pretty, pretty nice hotel. It's not, not the highest end, but it's pretty nice. It is nice. I mean, we were there for uh, an entire week, and we left like once for an hour. We stepped outside. Oh, that's, that's right. We were indoors the entire time. <laughs> I mean, anything you need 
pretty much at the the hotel. So yes, the one time we had to go, Ashley had to go to the uh, costume store in order to pick up a wig for her Andorian cosplay. So so yeah, I think we were outside maybe for an hour for the most. Um, now, which was kind of cool because uh, we were all in our TOS uniforms. Right. And when we did that, when we took uh, Uber and our TOS uniforms, dropped us off in the store, um, and we had some we had some nice people come up and talk to us. Um, Wanted pictures. That was really cool. Yeah, so, so there's those folks in the store, and then when we we talked to them a, quite a bit, and then when we left, we were waiting. We were standing outside waiting for the, our other Uber driver to come pick us up and take us back to the con. And I guess some other car just randomly was driving by that road, saw us standing out there. <laughs> they did a Yui, came back, right. and jumped out just so they could get a, uh, a photo op with us, which was pretty cool. <laughs> I felt like a celebrity. I know, right? Should should have charged. <laughs> should have charged. And it's Vegas too. It's like you know, I was like, yeah, it's Vegas, and you know, you think they the, see a lot of a lot of things there. Yeah, so, uh, three people, was three people unique. in Star Trek uniforms. Probably not the weirdest thing you're going to see in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a that was kind of fun. Um, but anyway, you asked about my, like, I guess first impressions. Ah, it's hard. I have so many impressions and memories of the con. It was great. You know, it's, it's the first Star Trek convention I I went to just really almost 30 years. You know, um, you know, if anything, I think just the camaraderie, spending time with, you know, you guys meeting new Star Trek fans, meeting making new friends um, was probably the highlight of it, right? I mean, yeah, right. it was great to go to the panels, and we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about you know some of the Star Trek Discovery stuff they had there, but which is great. But I think just the camaraderie of like, uh, as they say, uh, um, hanging out with the. Hundreds of your people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was. So, I mean, it was so easy to just talk to people there. I mean, I'm not personally like just start talking to people, but there, you know, you have something in common. You you have a love for Star Trek, and I think that's that's my biggest takeaway from the whole convention was the people I met. I mean, there met some great people, and I'm really looking forward to next year. Just to get to hang out with them again. Yeah, that's right. I know. Can't come soon enough. Now, of course, you know, you say uh, you weren't just talking to people, John. You were, you became quite a star in your own right. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think, and uh, so, yeah. So let us, what, what uh, yeah. there were a number of people that said that you resembled a certain character from Star Trek. Yes, yes, and there's, I don't know, did you start the campaign, or did somebody else start the campaign of, uh... I did. Okay. Yes, I I was told a couple of times that I look like Captain Pike from the original pilot, so it'd be Jeffrey Hunter, who originally played Captain Pike, but, uh, yeah, even... even Now, personally, me, I think you look more like 
Captain Pike when he was in the wheelchair all burned up. I know you are. But, but, but maybe. And then I, I, when it was, especially when you're in the TOS, you, uh, you know, TOS uniform is, I think, when everyone would say that. Yeah. So. And I'm I'm looking I'm looking into buying a the cage uniform for next year and uh, going as Pike. So I think that will be awesome, man. Although I could go as the burnt Pike in the wheelchair and just have you push push my <laughs> would, butt, push my butt around all weekend. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It, 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 we'd have to plan for select uh, uh, showings of the of wheelchair pike, but uh, I, I would even I would only speak in the the two two lights or one light. <laughs> I would like to do that just to see how long you could keep that up. I don't think you could do it. Uh, wheel you into the masquerade bar. <laughs> Let's just see how long you can keep quiet. Just put me in the corner. <laughs> oh man. Oh. We yeah, definitely so, have to do it though. So the there's a campaign for John John for Pike or something. What what was it? You started a hashtag. John Alley. Um John Alley as Captain Pike, Star Trek Las Vegas twenty eighteen. I'm working on it. I'll do it. I mean, hey, we've already got... I've got half the uniform. All I need is the cage tunic. Yeah. I, I can... I found And I found a place that uh, makes them, so... That will be awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, other... Other than the people, the, the amount of swag you could walk away from there, it was... There was some awesome stuff in the dealer's room that, you know. Oh, that's right. What is it? I mean, I was, I, I kept pretty, I was pretty low key in terms of buying stuff, but I'm, I have to say I'm not huge into memorabilia. I, I kind of like just kind of very particular things or, you know, something for a novelty um, that catches my eye. Like, remember, remember we found the, uh, the action figures from was the Star Trek Next Generation it was, action figures. It was Star Trek, yes, it was Star Trek Generations. But the uh, I think they uh, was made. They were made by Playmates, but they uh, they created the characters or the figures off of uh, concept uniforms that they were planning on using. But when the, I think I don't know if it was time or budget that they went back to using the uniforms from the series as well as. I think actually, I think Riker was actually wearing um, one of Avery Brooks's uh, uniforms from Deep Space Nine. Oh, in the in the actual movie? Yeah, in the actual movie. I think that was yeah. actually Avery Brooks's uniform, which might explain why he had the sleeves rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite understood why they felt like they had to. It was uh, that movie was like they was like some of them were wearing the TNG uniforms, some some of the others were wearing the. Deep Space Nine slash Warrior uniforms. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they felt they had to do that, but, but yeah, those figures were cool because there was a, there was a, another uniform design that was going to be used for Star Trek Generations that, 
I guess it must have been designed. They, I mean, obviously they had put it out to some of the yeah, I think they, um, they, they had licensees. The, yeah, they, I mean, they, they had the drawings, and I guess Playmates went with what they were given. Yeah. And because they had, they, they had like pips on their, uh, like near their shoulder, I think. It wasn't on their collar. They had pips on their shoulder, but then they had rank braid yeah. on their sleeves as well. And like the, they look like, they pretty much look like next gen uh, uniforms, except the color was the branch color instead of black so yeah it was it was it was an okay design the other thing too it didn't have the diagonal um piece on the front right it was like squared off the color um thing um i do like the rank the rank braid on the sleeves though however i kind of wish they I kind of wish they would have brought that back in Star Trek Discovery, but uh, yeah. it didn't. But it was just kind of cool uh, to get those pieces to have that. And then I found some others. I got, uh, I got, um, his, his, I know his name's not Darmok, but I got, I, I still call him Dar, Captain Darmok. Oh, yes. Actually, I just watched that episode <laughs> the other night. I got Captain Darmok and I got Captain Picard in the. The, ja- the jacket uniform variation that he wore in that episode. So. Yeah. The bomber jacket. <laughs> so, what else did I get? I, was, I picked up... I picked up the Klingon uh, travel guide. Oh, yes. Um, by Dayton Ward, who also did the Vulcan travel guide. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't think that's the correct name. But um, well, I'm almost done with the Vulcan one. Which is pretty cool. I've got the Klingon one. Um, I picked up a couple tribbles. I got myself a rainbow tribble from Gaze in Space for Megan. Nice. And then got her the big, the bigger one that actually purrs. She really enjoyed those. She takes um, the rainbow one to school every day, John. It's because it's a, a keychain, so right. it's, yeah. it's lashed to her backpack. That's cool. Yeah. She enjoyed the triples. Raising them right. Yeah. I, uh, the first thing I bought when I went to the uh, first entered was I found uh, one uh, one of the, I guess, kiosk or one of the stands were selling the Discovery uh, Delta Shields the mag- uh, from Quantum Mechanics, the magnetic yeah. ones. So I, that was like my first purchase. I saw that and I said, oh, these are going to sell out probably, especially the... <sighs> The command, so about one of I forgot, those. I forgot to get one of those. I was, I, I was like, I was like, all right, I'll get it tomorrow. Uh, and I guess, you know, and then, yeah, I try. <laughs> I went down the last day to try to get that, and I was also going to try to find some uh, or a lapel pin. Mm-hmm. And they were already closing down. I was so sad. It was the last day of the convention. I ran down there, and they were already. Uh, they're already packing it up. But um, as far as the... We should probably talk about some of the panels that we went to. I know, so on Wednesday, which is... So you got there on Tuesday night. I got there on Wednesday around noon, I think it was. Yeah. And the convention had you know, was started Wednesday... They had most of the Discovery panels, I believe, on Wednesday, right? Uh, was it Wednesday or Thursday? 
It was Wednesday. Because you went, I didn't get to the first one. I think you guys went to the, they had one with the writers. Yeah, they had the writers, they had uh, makeup, they had... Um, and they had one with some of the cast members. The cast members. So I saw the one with the cast members, I did not see yeah. the other two. It was four straight hours of discovery panels. Um, yeah. But it was kind of cool because there was someone that recorded almost all the panels at Star Trek Las Vegas. You can find it on YouTube. I don't I don't have it in front of me, but just if you want to see it, just Google Star Trek Las Vegas. It's not Google, but search for Star Trek Las Vegas on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> there's someone who has a channel that actually recorded most of those panels. So I did go back and I actually watched the writer's panel, which was cool. They had... Um, um, Jeez, I'm gonna have to pull up the names here because I'm. Yeah, the names are. Um, uh, Christine, uh, Chris, Kristen. <sighs> yeah, it's good podcasting right here. <laughs> we thought we'd all just have it quick, right at our. Uh, yeah. That I, I'm. It's one of those things where you're. You're under pressure now. You're you're choking. I follow all these guys, these people on Twitter. So um, it's ridiculous that I can't. Uh, I'll let you look it up oh. because you know whenever I start bringing stuff up, I get clicking. All right. So as I look those names up, what else? What other impressions, John? Uh, just a. The amount of people that were actually uh, cosplaying and some of the details in the uniforms were amazing. Saw a lot of great, oh, yeah. a lot of great uniforms and or costumes. Uh, saw a couple as uh, Sarek and Amanda that really did knocked it out of the park. Um, some uh, at, the, at the costume, uh, I guess the costume. Uh, con contest they had, they had they even had like the I can't remember what they're called the they're like bird like creatures from the animated series. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And now I did yes. So well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's, I, I I found the names. We'll get back to the the Star Trek Discovery um okay exhibit they have. But all right, so they had uh, Ted Sullivan who is one of the producers and he's the writer on the show. Um, Akiva Goldsman was also there, which he was actually a surprise guest. He wasn't actually listed initially to be there and he showed up. Uh, and then it, they had also Kirsten Beyer. That's it. Who um, is quite well known for writing some really great Star Trek Voyager novels. Um, she, I think, I think she's written about 20 Star Trek Voyager novels, and she kind of, I mean, she won the lottery. She got, I mean, a Star Trek novelist got brought into the writer's room for Star Trek Discovery. Right. Um, so she was there, so. And she's she's almost like, uh, she's almost like the uh, go-between between the series and I guess you would call it the expanded universe for Star Trek. Yeah, everything that happens in the novels as well as the comics, mm -hmm. she over she like oversees all of all of it to make sure it all fits together as as best as possible. I guess. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure there's going to be. Cool. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So not only she's just she's a writer on the staff for the for Discovery. She's like you said, yeah, she's 
she's kind of like the keeper of, I guess, the canon. And like you said, the interface, you know, she works with the uh, IDW Comics, uh, with pocketbooks for the novels, you know, to kind of keep the storyline consistent with what's happening in the novels and comics. Yeah. Which is pretty cool that they're doing that because that's kind of the first time that I I know of that there's really been a concerted effort and someone specifically designated to kind of be that person. Right. Which... You know, Star. You know, the Star Wars. They've been doing that for years, right? Oh yeah, uh, they had one. Uh, I I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, they had one guy dedicated. I mean, he was I think on staff with Lucas Lucas Arts, that oversaw the continuity and the canon. And yeah, this is. I think that that's one of the things I'm most excited about for from here going forward is there will be. As, like like I like I've heard the, as best as possible uh, continuity between all the media media sources because that that was always one thing that bugged me when I'd be reading like a Star Trek novel that it, yeah. like you know it'd be well wait that that can't happen because this has happened oh great we got yeah. a, we got another uh, uh, multiverse shoot off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically what you have to do. You kind of have to look at it as been all right, the Star Trek multiverse, which is a kind of, it's okay as a concept to kind of help you justify that stuff. But yeah, it's just kind of cool they're doing that. And, you know, I, some of the other things that they mentioned, here, my impression of that panel, John, was that I was impressed. Like they, they, number one, came off as being really, just really into it. Um, being, you know, you could tell that they had a respect for Star Trek. Um, I know that Ted Sullivan is a fan. Um, Kirsten Byer was obviously, I'm not sure how much Kiva Goldsman is, you know, what kind of, what his, or at least I don't recall. Actually, you know what? I do recall. I think he did mention actually that he was, he went to one of the first Star Trek conventions in the seventies. So I think they, they've all got a history as fans, um, and they just seem to be very respectful of what came before. They talked a lot about canon and, and, and adhering to canon. Um, I don't know. I, I came away being pretty impressed and, yeah. and kind of put at ease with with what, you know, just kind of how they were addressing uh, the, you know, the topic and everything. So. Oh. What, what do you think? Yeah, oh, I totally agree. That was one thing from the four discovery panels that we went to that uh, it did put me at ease on the uh, the direction that the series is going. Um, I think it's in great hands. Um, even though even though there was a few setbacks and. Uh, didn't think it was ever going to get here. Now look at us. We're like less than, what, two weeks away? Almost two uh, weeks. A little over yeah, two weeks. Little over two weeks. weeks. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and the, and the, more, <laughs> the, the more I see, like the recent pictures of um, the the cast on the Discovery Bridge, I, uh, 
I think the the Discovery Bridge, some what you could see in the picture looks amazing. I think the L cars are are looking great. And I I, I read in I can't remember where that apparently the L cars as it goes through the series will get more of the original series color schemes. So Oh yes. So I did see that as well. So I didn't, I'm not quite sure what they meant by that. Uh, to be honest, but well, I think this, I think they were talking about the, the ship itself, right? The interior colors, or yeah, the... I think what they mean. I think starting off that there, it's more blue blue tones, where as they pr- progress, they're probably going to get more of the, like the the reds, the yellows that were on the. I, I guess they. I, I don't. I'm babbling now. The. Um, <laughs> The colored gems that was all over the controls. Oh yes. So the pr- more primary colors, I guess. Okay. I yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm not. I I, I am not sure how they're gonna pull that through. But well, let's, apparently, let's see what apparently, uh, Enterprise did the same thing as it moved through the uh, seasons. The colors went more in line with TOS I don't recall that except other than maybe the last episode yeah I, I think they did some changes I haven't I haven't seen a lot of it so uh, I wouldn't know this was just going off what I read and you know you can you can trust everything that you read on the interwebs that's right <laughs> now spoiler alert um, here um, they, they they did talk a bit about Basically, I guess, what would you call it? The the major storyline of the first season, which is, I mean, they came right out and talked about it. It's, 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 the first season is going to be about a war between the Federation and the Klingons. Yeah, so, I mean, you can, um, you can figure that out pretty much from the, the, the trailers that they put out so far. It's not that big of a spoiler. It's yeah. I would say it's a minor spoiler. I mean, yeah. If you haven't seen those trailers yet, then uh, I don't know. No, not sure. Well, I mean, look, there are those people that don't watch true trailers, but That's a, um, you know. So yeah, yeah. And basically, the major storyline is going to be a war. Uh, we don't, of course, don't. We don't have the details of it. Um, you know, it's going to be obviously heavily Klingon um, focused. Um, you know, and well, and then of course the other major alert, but I mean, it's look at this point again, this was revealed in Comic-Con is that Michael Burnham's the Sinequa Martin Green's character is Sarek's and Amanda's adopted daughter. Daughter. Yeah. So, and... (laughs) What do you think about that? We haven't really, we haven't really talked about that specifically. As long you as and I. It's, uh, yeah, as long as it's well written and there's a good reason. But it's from speaking to a few other people that are. I'm not going to give any names, but it seems that yeah. That even though they raised raised her, possibly, that they may have either had a falling out with like you know Sarah and Amanda or her and Spock had a falling out or something so 
but I I have no problem. You know, I mean, I mean, look, Worf was a Klingon raised by humans on Earth, so I mean, but uh, I guess yeah, it's like and and to play devil's advocate because it's it's not something that really bothers me, but I think I think the questions that came up about it were how, you know why wasn't how could this be and why wasn't it mentioned within within star you know within the universe and the show well if Spock he, didn't mention it like how well Spock didn't even mention to Kirk that he had a brother until that's I, true. until I found out in Star Trek 5 yeah so there I, you go and and if they did it Question answer. <laughs> yeah, and, and if if they if they had a falling out, you know, I mean, just Vulcans seem to be very private people. So I mean, Spock really never shared too much with. I mean, even with Kirk, his best friend. I mean, that's true. Uh, so yeah, that's true. I, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. The problem I've heard listening to other people uh, talk talk about her being his half sister is why couldn't they just you know let her stand on her own or let the even the show stand on her own? But it seems, right. it seems like they're bringing in you know well they couldn't bring in Spock directly, but let's let's you know have her related to Spock by being the adoptive sister or right. child of Sarek and Amanda. Yeah, like why did they need to go there yeah. at all? Yeah, like yeah. Let like the, what yeah. Let the show stand on its own and then like later on bring in like, you know characters. But Well, well that that's, that's kind of a that, that also goes to the general criticism of the show in terms of why well, number one, I think and I don't necessarily share this, right? Because I you know, but you know, why go back in the past versus go in the future? You know, why focus on the Klingons again versus another race? You know, right. yeah, they could have. Why, why do the retread versus something totally new? So it it, it kind of ties into that general criticism that I've seen of of the show itself in terms of the setting, you know, time period. Uh, you know, right? I mean, heck, I mean, if that's the case, they could have done the the Romulan, the Federation Romulan War. Yeah. So I mean, or the you know the rise of the Federation, like the book series. Yeah. So uh, it's which I can I can understand that argument, but to me, it's like I I don't care because if the show is good, it's good and. And the I, Klingons look badass. I don't really, I don't care. I don't care that they look different. It doesn't bother me. And and that, that's no. a, that's another thing that like set my set my concerns at ease, especially after with the actors um, panel, is the details. And I th- I think they're building on the history of the Klingon culture, that it's not just the ones you've seen on, like, the TOS and TNG. There's like different, uh, different. I get clans, families. I guess yeah. houses. Uh, yeah, houses. Yes. There's like 20, yeah. 24, 29 different houses. Mm-hmm. They all have their own different, you know, garb 
and they all look the same. They put a lot of thought into the physical anatomy of the Klingons. Yeah. Uh, that that their ridges have like kind of like uh, sensors, and you know they they serve a purpose. But even like the um, look going through the uh, the where they had all the discovery props the Klingon props look amazing I mean oh, the, yes. the details that they put into these and you never you have to look very closely but like on the on the side of the leg of like the Klingon armor I can't remember what the armor was called um, but it, it's it's a upside down Klingon falling with its arm spread which mm-hmm. which looks almost identical to the Klingon um, emblem yeah and that's that's where the emblem supposedly came from so yeah i'm looking for i'm looking forward to the uh the learning more about the klingons and because i mean yeah people say oh klingons are overused but they're they're a badass race (laughs) and uh yeah exactly yeah and you're right and just so for everyone as you know john is what he's what he's talking about here um, if, if you weren't there, so um, there was a, a, an exhibit um, at the convention, and, and it was the same one that was at Comic Con, also um, of actual uh, props and uniforms from the TV show. Um, it was it was amazing. They had you know, but. All the Starfleet uniforms, you know, the standard uniform, the away team uniform, the medical uniform, which is all white, by the way. Um, several Klingon uniforms, Klingon armor. It was a Klingon helmet, which was just amazing. Yeah. Um, remember that one? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like it almost seems like the, the bridge officers are going to be wearing these, like, helmets. I don't know if. Yeah, they have like yes. a heads-up display. Oh, and then the other one, the whole full suit. I think it might be the one you're talking about. They call it the torchbearer. Yeah. Well, no, there's a, there's a torchbearer. Then there's like individual like officer helmets. Okay. That almost seems like they wear them on the bridge, from what I was reading, because each each prop had a little card. So if you read the cards closely, you could probably f- figure out like a little bit of the purpose of that prop. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was really cool, they, and then of course they had some Starfleet equipment. So they had the phaser, um, tricorder, communicator. I think a fa- did they have a phaser rifle? I can't yeah, they had the phaser. No, they had the pistol. No, they had both. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which I love the phaser, the the rifle, because if you look closely, I mean, well, if you look at the the front front of it, it's got the ridges on it, similar to. Um, the uh, phase phase pistol from Enterprise. There's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I right there, but yeah, it's got these like grooves on it, and it has the the look of like the phase pistol from Enterprise. So, and then it's also got like these three uh, three um, I guess tubes that have like uh, ridges on it that look similar to the uh phase phaser rifle that Kirk used to, when he was like chasing Gary Mitchell 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like they put so much detail into these props and like figure figured out ways that they can, you know, pay homage to uh to like the original props and yet make them different. They they definitely you could tell with you're you're absolutely right, John, on the props. You could definitely whoever made yeah, they they definitely tried to tie in the original series um pi- the pilots um, Enterprise into one because the other thing too is remember the phasers the phasers they have like three little three muzzles yeah they have three that, emitters that look like the phaser pistol from the cage yes so the, the props definitely look like they come from that era I I still iffy on the uniforms I kind of wish they would have went more TOS, more in the direction of um, of the uh, of the recent movies, right? But yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll and s- and maybe we'll like I mean maybe as the series progressed, because I re- also just read that uh, CBS has approved season two. I just saw that too. Uh, yes, so, they've already so approved maybe, season two. Maybe as it progresses, yes. you know, they'll like you know the uniforms will get redesigned because. In, you know the military; they love to change up the uniforms every few years. That is true. <laughs> Maybe who knows? They may do it. Now, what's what's funny though? I mean, we should probably mention this. Is remember when we talked to David Mack? Yes. So David, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not going to reveal everything he told us because I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not. But David Mack. If you don't know David Mack. If you haven't read the Star Trek novels, but anyway, David Mack is one of the most prolific if you, Star Trek if you writers. Haven't, of if you haven't read the novels, decade. you need to. <laughs> Was that? I said, if you haven't read the novels, you need to. He's written a bunch. Um, the, De- the Star Trek Destiny series, I, I love those. If you haven't read those, you got to read those. But he's written written so many, and it's really good. Um, but he, he was on at least one panel. But he showed up at the at the bar one night. I just looked over and was like, David Mack. So uh, we talked to him a bit. So he so he of course got the contract to write the first um, novelization. Well, not novelization, but first novel tie-in uh, to the show, which I believe comes out about a month. Because it comes out in October. No, so no, no, no. It comes yeah. out. It comes out two days after the premiere. It comes out oh. September 26th. Are you got, sure? Yes, I'm definitely. That's new then, because I thought he said uh, no, at some point it, it was October. No, I'm it's, change it. it's two days after. I've got it pre-ordered on Amazon. So the day it's released, it should be on my doorstep. So anyway, he was great. I mean, he ch- just talked to us about the novel and just... He gave us some insights into the writer's room because he knows Kirsten Byer very well. Um, and, you know, there's some things he revealed about the book, which I'm not going to talk about just because, I don't know, you know, having drinks and stuff, you don't yeah. know what he, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, but no, just no, 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 just you know, one, get... one thing that was minor, I think is extremely minor. He did say that he tied in the question of the uniforms. He said in the novel... He's like, yeah, I call them the diplomatic uniforms in the in the novel, special <laughs> diplomatic uniforms. So, um, 
That's cool. So he, he could, it's just, it's a very yeah. small example of like how he's trying to work in canon and, you know, into the, even, you know, the look and feel of canon into his book, which is cool. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. There's more stuff. Get the book. I know I'm going to get the book. Um, yeah, because uh, be, uh, from from what I've uh, heard and read, the book, it, like I said, it re- uh, September twenty sixth is released, but it has it does have spoilers for the two hour premiere. So, okay. So, so like, you definitely need yeah, to. you need to watch the premiere, the premiere, the two first two episodes first, because uh, and I found out today that. Um, they're going to broad, uh, broadcast the uh, first episode, uh, the pilot episode, on CBS, um, the regular uh, television channel, and then uh, on CBS All Access they will have um, uh, episode two uh, right after that. So you can see the first two episodes on CBS All Access, but you can only see the first episode on CBS. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on a second. What did you just say? Okay, they're broadcasting the first... Is it, you there? I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, you, your, your picture disappeared, but... Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to broadcast the first um, episode on CBS, which is the, like an hour episode, and then they're going to um, release... Released on CBS All Access at the same time, and they're also going to have episode two that same night on the twenty fourth. Oh, okay. So, so, so yeah. if 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 you're like me and you've cut the cable, you can see the first episode, and you can broadcast. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because yeah. well, if Sorry. if 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 you're subscribed to CBS All Access. You'll get you'll you'll get like you'll get you'll get like two hours of Star Trek Discovery on the twenty fourth. Where if you just have if you you're not subscribed, you're only gonna be able to watch the first uh, first one hour pilot on CBS broadcast. Now wait a second though. I thought that the first episode was supposed to be a two hour. Isn't that the case? Well, it's 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 like it's like most episodes. They'll it, it's considered two episodes, but they'll show um, it's usually like a two part episode, two part episode, and like they'll show it all in one uh, in one showing the first time, and then they'll break it up into two um, separate, kind of like Encounter at Farpoint. Uh, Encounter at Farpoint was a two hour premiere when it was originally broadcast. But when it's rebroadcast in syndication, it's they always show Encounter Farpoint Part One and Part Two. And you type really loud. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as I know that I get to see, because I cut the cable. Yeah. So as long as I can see everything when it comes out. So we're cut. We're cutting it October twelfth. That is when our contract is up. So we're just going to have our uh, internet going to kick up the speed to like 150, and um, yeah, just have. Oh, like, oh, you're cutting yours too? Yeah, but we'll wait till the contract's up so I don't get 
any fees. All right. Um, my communicator just chimed, John. I think we have Ashley on the line. She's requesting a beam up to Trek Talk. Okay, I will beam her up immediately. And she's materializing. And she's coming in. John, you got boost the matter gain. I'm boosting. John. I'm boosting the matter gain. And here she is. Yeah, there she Ashley. Hey, fellas. Welcome back to Trek Talk. Thank you. How are things in Starfleet Academy? Things AKA. are busy and challenging, sir, but good. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you could make it. Yes, we were just chatting. Yeah, we realized that we suck at this. We're just no good without you, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> We have we're to... boring. I think everyone out there is waiting for you to join. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I feel Absolutely. Like... Yeah, so we, we so we were talking about the convention. So we went through a couple things. One was, uh, I guess, what was your first impression? Now, you've been to other of the Las Vegas conventions, but what was your first impression of this one? This one was interesting to me because I felt like there were a lot more... Um... <clears throat> I won't call them like breakout sessions, but it was more like one-on-one -on -one interviews or, you know, just a couple of cast members <clears throat> from a show at a time, you know, for yeah. the main panels instead of like, you know, all the cast members up on stage at one time, which is kind of what we did on the one that I went to last time. So it was cool. You kind of got more, more personal perspectives because you had a little bit more time since there were only like one or two of them. Yeah. So that's interesting because I was just my first one in a, in a while. So yeah, I guess that so that was different than the fact. Yeah, so they had like uh, yeah, that's right. So like for the next generation, they had they didn't, I think they did them by twos, right? So we, there was like Worf and Deanna. Yep. And together. Yeah. Lavar. Yep. With Brent Spiner. Mm-hmm. I think that was um, the best one. Patrick was 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 there, but I think he was supposed to be with with um, Jonathan Frakes, but he couldn't make it due to plane flight or, or some issue. Oh, that's remember? Right. Yeah, he yeah he missed it. So, but <clears throat> Sir, Sir Patrick is always awesome. He he was great at the last one too. So, um, so now my. The first impressions I had, I told John, was, was kind of my was around just you know, just the camaraderie, meeting other like-minded people, your people, if you will, and all that. And of course, we did spend a lot of time at the masquerade. That is called, I guess, what would you call it, the after party? The, I don't know. Uh, like, what uh, was that? Uh, after yeah, con? it's like after it's con? like the after party. The the big, I don't know. It was, it was kind of right up there with the convention itself. Is in terms yeah. of how fun it was. I mean, that yeah. was, yeah. that thankfully, you know, going with you guys, it got me a little more social because when I went by myself, yeah, you know, that, that other, the previous year, I didn't go out and meet people or anything. So yeah. this yeah. added like a whole new dimension to the convention. I loved it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And like two nights they had, they had karaoke hosted by oh, had, the hosted by uh, right. oh, that was uh, a blast. stars. Like the first one was uh, 
the first night was Klingon Karaoke, which was hosted by Gowron and Mortok. Marta. Mortok. Yes. yes. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was oh, it was the, the, the I, I can't it was uh, so Robert <laughs> Robert O'Reilly and I can't think of Martok. Um, um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but it was JJ Hersler. Yeah, J, uh, all dressed up in their makeup and everything, going all I mean, standing character, and then you had people getting up there singing, and then the next night it was uh, Enterprise karaoke, which had. Um, trip and malcolm yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were both good but i have to say the, the klingon karaoke now I, and i had i had seen stuff and heard about like i think they this is they've been doing this for a while did, did you go to the to klingon karaoke and last time we, okay we had karaoke that year i don't think it was specialized though i don't remember okay. any klingons i all right <laughs> people I had had come up with cool songs and stuff, but it wasn't anything like this year. The, I I thought they had it. Maybe other ones I heard about. I hope they have it again. All I could say, folks, if you haven't been to these conventions or you've been to one and you haven't been to the Klingon karaoke or any of the karaoke's, that's that was fun right there. Yeah, I mean, that that's... that was the tops. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. And then to go from that to the to the masquerade bar. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's like forget it. <laughs> I mean, we were up there on right under that at the stage on the Klingon karaoke. I think at one point, what do you call that when you do that the train the conga the thing, line? You're going around. It's a conga line. It's like the conga line. Yeah. yeah. The condola. The... No conga line. Conga. <laughs> conga line. <laughs> Sorry, I'm working on my third whiskey here. <laughs> So it's, it's so it, so it's just like you were at the convention again, right? <laughs> See, if you want to meet me at a convention, this is how I'm going to sound. <laughs> I'm either at the karaoke or at the bar. Right. This is the Garen you'll meet at the convention. So just come there and meet Garen, John, and Ashley. Yeah, I I, I have no alcohol right now. I have water. <laughs> I'm uh... John. I'm I'm very uh, John. <laughs> very 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 disappointed in you. Um, but it was great. That was just part of what I would call the camaraderie, your people hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, I, I never realized that Star Trek fans could party like that. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, meeting everybody was just a great experience, and honestly, that's probably one of the main reasons I'll go back next year. Yeah, that's 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 what I can't wait for next year. I, yeah, they'll have more discovery stuff, and we'll know more about it. But yeah, just meeting everybody again that we met there. I mean, like, yeah, uh, I got actually uh, from one of the couples, Roe and Jen. I got like, well, Garen and I got like this cool calendar of of them uh, in their oh. travels with uh, Riker and Data. They have these stand up card uh, cardboard stand ups that uh, Jen's boss gave gave her, and so they'll take them all around like where they live don't want to give too much information but where they live and like the tourist attractions and got pictures and made a 12-month calendar and has like all important like dates on star trek history and all that and so it's really cool yeah. how did i miss out on this calendar that's all i want to know yeah i saw everybody you know first there were no calendars and then suddenly everybody had a calendar <laughs> 
I actually didn't get a calendar either. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you did. I didn't. No. Sorry. It was it was crazy at the masquerade bar. Just yeah. it was. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to rub my calendar in your face. Then sorry. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't help it. Rowan, Rowan Jin liked me better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they uh, only because they 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 were they. She was calling you. They were calling you Captain Pike. That's right. And you were just loving on that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You were the man of the hour. Man of the hour. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, let's anyway. continue. Enough about me. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was what, awesome. what was like? What was one of your favorite panels, Ash? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Huh? What was one of your favorite panels that you went to? Any favorite panels? Yeah, panels. Panels. I don't know. I think one of my favorite panels of the whole convention was the one with Garrett Wong. And um, he was talking with... Who was he talking with? Because it was awesome. I missed that one. I wasn't there. <clears throat> uh, shoot. Well, any yeah, anything with, with um, the guy that plays Harry Kim, as you guys know, <laughs> is absolutely completely hilarious. So they they had me rolling on the floor. I completely missed that one. So did I. And you didn't see it? Yeah, that one that one was awesome. And then of course the Rat Pack show at the end. Oh yes. Was oh, yeah. like yeah, that was the best. Well, they did. Well, there were two. Yeah, you're right. So there were two kind of big shows. There was the one that was. I guess there was one. It was a little more formal. It had yeah, um, it, it was it was more like the Rat Pack um, had so that the one that had James Darren, um, Jim Russ came in there and rocked it. I had no idea he was such an awesome musician. Yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's got a couple um, albums. And then the the second one was uh, I forget the name of the. But there was a, it was a, it was, it was another one. There was, a, it was a different show. Was it, it was um, a jazz? It was more jazz. Uh, was it jazz? Yeah. So, so the first show on Saturday night was with an orchestra that came yeah. in, like yes. a big jazz orchestra. Yes. And then they had a few of the stars, like Tim Russ and everybody, come in and and do yeah. a little solo act thing. And then Sunday night was the Rat Pack with. Um, Yes, the Rat Pack. That was uh, Max Gordonchek was it was there? Yeah. Uh, um, Demar, of course. Um, Biggs, Casey Biggs. Casey Biggs. Um, um, Ethan Phillips. Ethan Phillips was freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, his, his joke was hilarious. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was basically a mix of like Rat Pack type music numbers, and then they would do a music number, and then Ethan Phillips would come in and do like these mini comedy, like old style, like <laughs> I, I don't know what would you like. What style is that? It was kind of I guess Johnny Carson style with an edge, yeah, just kind of type comp joke deliveries. Jokes. Yes, 
yeah. some dirty joke, but I have to say, like, I don't think I ever laughed that much at a, at a like a, a comedy yeah. and the music. I yeah. loved that show. Like, it was, it was perfect. Awesome. And and it the and the, lyri- the lyrics to the songs were like, they changed the lyrics to make them Star Trek related. I mean, you recognize that what song it is, but it, yeah, lyrics have been changed. Yeah, and a few original ones. Yeah. So yeah. they, yeah, it was really. It was the was, Enterprise. They called the Enterprise Blues, or. Inter- so there's a band called Enterprise Blues Band. Yeah, Enterprise and Blues Band. And that's with Casey and a couple of other guys. Jeff, um, uh, Je- is it Jeffrey Com- uh, Jeffrey Combs? Yeah. I don't um, think Combs was not- in the show, but he's not in the Enterprise Blues Band. It's okay. Vaughn. Yes, yeah, Vaughn Armstrong. Casey Biggs and one other actor. I've, I've hit, I'm blanking out at the moment, but um. Just check it out. And so they have the those guys plus a few more other folks kind of make up the Rat Pack for the for the convention. That was awesome. I yeah. was both those shows were really were just amazing. The the Rat Pack though was just was yeah. the yeah. adding Ethan's Philip. Ethan Phillips, the, his comedy routine. Ethan Phillips and Jeffrey was, Combs, they slayed it. <laughs> was the most amazing thing I've. It was just, it was awesome. I loved yeah. it so much. I don't know how I can. It was, so, it was great. That was that was probably number one most favorite panel, and it's not really a panel, but that gets my vote. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that was I, I the one open to everyone. I think so. The one before that, the full jazz orchestra band was. I think you had to pay extra ticket for that. Yeah, but like the thirty. Yeah. Thirty. I think the Rat Pack was open to everyone. That was yeah. like the finale of the event. Right. Rat Pack's open to everybody. It's like the good night, goodbye kind of thing that closes everything up and yeah that was that was awesome this year they really had it together so <laughs> so uh for those interested uh, next year's convention will be held it uh, conventions held uh officially starts wednesday and goes to sunday so next uh 2018 is going to be the uh, august 1st through the 5th but it's good to uh plan to stay like an extra day because the next day i guess there's this big pool party on monday <laughs> so. yeah so i hear but every time i walked by there i never saw anybody so. <laughs> really <laughs> i've seen plenty of pictures i don't know i have seen pictures but i'm still skeptical i don't know <laughs> it's like hide ashley's coming <laughs> exactly hide hide everybody real quick <laughs> Hi guys, I'm here for the pool party. <laughs> We're here. Well, John, you you made our room reservations right for uh, us, right? No, not yet. I'll we'll have to talk about that offline. <laughs> talk about what offline? The room the room situation. The room situation. Oh, did you didn't order the rooms? Not yet. No, it was giving me a headache. So we'll we'll talk about that. All, later. Right. All right. Anyway. Anyway, we will be there one way or the other. Yes. Um, and we did, you know, if we have any listeners out there, you know, you know, if you're, you want to come out next time, we'd love to meet some listeners. We did meet one listener while we were there, which was pretty awesome. I was, you know, I was. That was so cool. It was cool. 
<laughs> yes, we actually had a listener that was there. Yeah, awesome. you guys should try to find us. <laughs> Send us an email. Yes. Tweet us. It's Let a, us know you're there so we can hang out. Our, our email address is trektalkpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at trektalkpodcast, as well as Facebook at, you guessed it, Trek Talk Podcast. <laughs> I would be remiss if we didn't talk about our cosplay because I have to say everyone brought it. I will have to give special mention to Ashley though because she came as an Andorian. That's true. <laughs> um, Everybody likes a little blue. <laughs> so what do we have? Let's see. We'll run through. John, what did you? What did you? bring it how'd you bring it to the convention this well, time i had uh i started off with uh before you arrived i started off with a um movie uh tng uniform which i n- never really liked because the jacket was too long it was too big on me and th- so i went i went to the uh, vendor room and bought a tng uh top and um badge so that was first day it's looked great. Yeah, and and then had the original series uniform as well as a Voyager uniform. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, which was your favorite of John's? Oh, my favorite of John. I like this question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a toss-up between TNG and TOS. I'm going to have to go with TNG. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I could I felt the most comfortable in the TNG. I'll put it this way. <laughs> yeah, that one was awesome. That worked out really, really well. To Just something you picked up last minute at the vendor's room. Like, oh, yeah. Here's I know. It, 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 it seemed like it was tailored. Like, it fit very well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and also, well done, sir. So uh, they had a. I, hopefully I remember the terms correctly. She taught me. I think she was a seamstress. Yes. There, uh, named Brooke, and she put two uh, because the coll- the collar irritated me because it was like open in the back. So she put lo- two little hooks in the back, which just made a world of difference in, in the way it looked. Uh, so yeah, I think it's cool to mention that. Yeah. So Brooke, she had a booth in the in what. I, I, I revert to my old terms. They used to call it the dealer's room back in the day, but what are they call now? Exhibit hall, I think. Exhibit hall, vendor's yeah, room. Yeah, vendor's hall. Vendor's the vendor hall. Yeah. She had a booth there specifically for cosplay, fixing uniform issues. And you had the issue with the collar. It's like, hey, it's like, John's like, it's like, go right there. They got something. And she fixed you up, which yeah, is pretty cool. Five minutes, yeah. yeah. She's. She's great. Plus, and, and Garen, Garen enjoy, enjoy because she looked like Kieran. I mean, she looked like Kieran. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she did. Oh, Brooke, gosh, yes, she did. Yeah. Brooke look, did look like uh, Nana Visitor. Yeah. Dead uh, ringer. It when was. When I first saw her, I thought she was Nana Visitor. Yeah. And uh, but Not anyway, she's so- she's. She's great. Check out Brooke. You know, if you have any uh, um, I have cosplay her, issues, I have her card her somewhere. Out. So maybe next uh, next podcast I could go run and get it. But but 
We can have her on as a guest. Yeah, maybe we can have her on as a guest. But, uh... Yeah. Um, I had TOS red shirt. Yeah. I had a Voyager um, teal green slash blue, whatever you're calling it, science officer slash medical. Rockin'. And I had my Enterprise jumpsuit. Oh my God, that yes. was my favorite. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to say the Enterprise that was, your was favorite? My, my favorite as well. Yeah. Yeah, that Archer era suit. Oh man, that was so sweet. <laughs> that looked that looked great. <laughs> We'll have to we'll have to put some we'll have to put some of the pictures up on our uh, on our uh, podcast website. Absolutely, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Ash, what 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 did you wear? Actually, let's see. We did TOS in the science officer colors, right? Mm-hmm. And then. I'm thinking Andorian was the next. Am I right? No, no, wait. TNG. It was next generation science officer, next gen jumpsuit thing. And then original series mm-hmm. science officer, the blue. And then Andorian, more blue. And then I got tired of blue. <laughs> <laughs> and then your feet were hurting too. That was a problem. Yeah. And then we went to my very, I think my favorite of mine was the, um, was the Voyager Command Red. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Red. That was my favorite too. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, I, you looked great in that. You, you brought Jane Way. And we all had Voyager. So it was the day that we all had, you know, we were able to do Voyager all on one the same day. Which oh, that's great. right. Yeah. We did coordinate. Well, then, we did coordinate. We did TOS too. But your Andorian, you brought it then too. I mean, yeah. we were John and I were talking about how we had gone. The only day that we went outside, we were outside for maybe one hour during five, six days, whatever it was, for the whole week. Yeah, yeah. And we went to get the, you know, we went to the costume store to get your uh, wig for your Andorian cosplay. Yeah. It's the only time we were actually outside and saw sunlight. <laughs> and it was very hot, and then we decided it was a bad idea to stay outside, so we went back in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And never reemerged. <laughs> but we coordinated on Voyager, which was awesome. And we yeah. coordinated on TOS, because remember, we were all in TOS, and we got that great shot, which is, which is my Facebook banner. Aww. Of us in TOS in the TOS transporter room set. That was kind of epic. I, I loved that. <laughs> yeah. That was an awesome picture. We we all yeah looked looked great, especially in the TOS uh, transporter. It was like that was awesome. Uh, we did need to post some pictures. We'll get them up there. We got them. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that as an action. I will post those on our website. And Facebook. Um, we, we did, I don't think we posted anything to uh, the Trek Talk Facebook page. Well, that's right. We can do Trek Talk Facebook. I'll post them to our website as well. Um, it's easy to find us, by the way, John. You just, yeah, you mentioned that the other day. It's like, for a while, I was, like, I was wondering, it's like, when we're going to get caught up on Google. But if you search 
Trek Talk on Google now, it is the second thing that appears, yes. which I'm pretty, pretty happy about. Yeah. Well, what's the first thing? Uh, <laughs> or do I want to know? <laughs> whatever they are, we, we need to... I will look that up. <laughs> we need to have the board as assimilate them. <laughs> yes. I'll send a subspace message to the hive. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we'd love to hear from our, our listeners. So, um, you know, you can post on our uh, website. Um, we have a Facebook page as well. It's pretty easy to find us, Trek Talk. Yeah. What is our Twitter handle again, Trek Talk? Our Twitter handle? It's just uh, Trek Talk Podcast, all one word. I don't know. Anything else? Uh, we got, Of course, we got Discovery yeah. coming up. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, so, sorry. I, 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 uniforms? We did talk about the uniforms, yes. the uh, exhibit with the Klingons. What was your impression of the exhibit with the uniforms, the Klingon stuff, and all that? The props. I think the Klingon uniforms. Okay, well, let's say this: the Starfleet uniforms were gorgeous. I, I loved all the little attention to detail and just it. It, it is a totally new scheme, so I got to get used to that. I'll never know what anybody's rank is. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, oh, not for yeah. like a year or two, but once I figure that out, we'll be cool. But the Klingons just like they blew my mind. Level attention to detail, you know, just the wow. Yeah, they, I don't know. Yeah, we we I guess we gotta kind of put up some pictures for people to see because they'll they are next level awesome. That was great. Yeah, blood tip spikes and everything. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and, of course, I would be remiss for mentioning, uh, since, you know, we've talked about, of course, Star Trek game gaming, Star Trek role-playing games. Um, we've met a couple of great folks at the convention that we are um, actually running a uh, Star Trek role-playing game. Um, it's called Star Trek Adventures from Modifius. Check it out. Um, and uh, we are playing that online with a couple uh, of our new friends that we met at the convention, which is great. Um, we had our first session last week. Yeah, loving this Star Trek Adventures game. Nobody it's really fun. Cannot really super fun. Cannot <laughs> wait to get my uh, board cube. That's, that's right. Wait, did you did you say you got it, or are you still looking? No, at... no it hasn't shipped yet. Um, okay. But uh, but I do have the PDF, so. So exciting! That, they really did do a gorgeous job designing that system. <laughs> so good. I, I I have to say, the day after that, uh, my daughter Megan was like, "Daddy is like." Well, I really liked your Star Trek voice. What were you doing in your game? Of course, remember all the, the Klingons? <laughs> all the Klingons? Yes. <laughs> You're kind of good at it. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm just going to say. <laughs> but but now with Discovery, you're going to have to up your game and actually start speaking in Klingon. Oh, so, shoot. So oh. You just log on to the Klingon Language Institute and start your learning. <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh, yeah. that's my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on the convention? I'm still on. I I think about it a lot. It's, I'm still on a high from it. It's like, uh, so, huh? yeah. So uh, I'm bummed it's over. I can't wait till uh, Halloween so I can have an excuse to wear my uniform again. Same here. Be oh, chastised right. by the general population. <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna try to get away with wearing mine to work. Yeah. You really gonna do that? Yeah. Do it, man. I'm do they do, do they do costumes at your work? Some people do. All right. Well, if they do it, then you can do it. Well, not it has to be approved by the, my. Don't say it. Yeah. Can't say it. Powers that be. Yeah. The, the, he, <laughs> the, head, the head. Super shed, secret. The head shed. It has to be approved by the head shed, and some sometimes they'll let us do it. Sometimes they won't. But hey, it, oh, it, try it, to get some pictures if you do it. It, it. it. You know, basically, it's just black slacks with a, uh, with a. Uh, dress jacket over if i go voyager exactly yeah go I voyager go home get some pictures <laughs> man selfies of that um all right well we should probably wrap it up that was our wrap-up of the star trek in las vegas 2017 convention which we will be back again next year i'm sure oh yeah before, before we wrap it up i i did google trek talk we yes. are we are the second we are the second uh Second option, first one is, well, it's another Star Trek uh, uh, from Blog Talk Radio. It's a, another Star Trek uh, podcast, which Blog Talk Radio is a very big uh, okay. uh, uh, blog uh, network. Then it's us, and then we are a, we are ahead of Trek Talks on Star Trek.com, the official yes. Star Trek we're ahead wow. of the official. <laughs> Holy moly. See, it worked. Yes. It finally worked. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that is it for now. We will be back. We are planning. We've already got it scheduled, I think. Ashley, the Monday following the premiere of Star Trek Discovery... Okay. Which is September twenty fifth, twenty fourth. Premiere Star Trek Discovery on September twenty fifth. We will be recording our first reaction um, and our analysis of the first episode, um, which should be yeah. released a couple days after that. If John is uh, as audio engineer is. Uh, Gets everything done. I should be able to. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna come home tomorrow and edit this one and uh, get it to you. So this one should be up tomorrow if you can get to it. All right, tomorrow. All right, we'll hold you to that, my friend. Okay. Um. <laughs> so that should be September seventh, twenty seventeen. Uh, our next episode then will be should be coming around. Uh. Last week of September. Cool. Uh, 
So uh, we'll be talking about Star Trek Discovery. Email us, post your thoughts on Star Trek Discovery or on your feedback on this episode or the show. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah just say hi. Um, just, just, just Google Trek Talk, <laughs> click on the second entry, and you can get all our contact information on our website. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Sorry it took so long to get to this episode, um, but uh, we're back. Uh, we're still here, and uh, keep on trekking. I'm Garen Gillum for Trek Talk. I'm John Alley. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for beaming me in, guys. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper.